0: to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Stephen Esbaum, and with my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, the one and only
1: Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 182, and this week's show is our pre-FA Trophy show, and we've also got a roundup of what's been going on in the past couple of weeks. We've got some very special guests joining us during the show uh, this week uh, some people that have never been on the show or one person at least has never been on the show uh, before um, so we are very very much looking forward to that and I just really wanted to say thank you I'm I think I may have noted this later on, but thanks to everybody that that has taken the time to listen to episode uh, 181 or 1881 as we titled it. There's over 1,540 people. Phenomenal. That have listened to that one episode alone. So um, thank you very much indeed. It was great. I listened back to it, finished listening back to it today. It was great to reminisce about that weekend and to actually have had time to digest it and listen back to the likes of Joby and Marv and Dean Brill talking about that season and and, and what those that, those days have meant to them and Justin as well. Um, so if you are looking for a little bit of um, light, easy listening uh, for your, uh, you know, for, for prep for this weekend, then by all means go back and and have a listen to that. So uh, this week we are going to kick off the show with um, the uh, late Orient support. Uh, sorry, the late Orient trust update. So. Um, we've had a great one in from them this week yeah so let's go in. so as part of
0: Mental Health Awareness Week the Coping Through Football participants played an 11-a-side match at the Brayout Group Stadium today which is the Monday 13th of May so I hope everyone had a great uh, day there's yeah. Play With A Legend tomorrow so if you're doing that have a great day Yeah, sad, sorry can't we can't be there but it's amazing to play on the Brayout Group Stadium if you ever get a chance to do so do it because it's
1: phenomenal and that pitch was very nice and soft so it will be good <laughs> Marvin Ekpiteta visited George Mitchell School and St. Ignatius College to speak to students about his career today and to show them his winner's medal. What a lad. What a
0: lad. And then the Orient Trust are celebrating, as you probably know, their 30th anniversary. And as part of this celebration, every day they are sharing memories, facts and stats on social media. So if you would like to support to the charity mm. to continue their work in the local community, you can donate via their just giving page which is www.justgiving.com forward slash Leighton Orient Trust. Nice and easy to remember,
1: www.justgiving.com forward slash Leighton Orient Trust. And congratulations to the Trust College students who won the Association of College Sport League. So well done to you guys and girls. Yeah, so well done. And before we get into
0: the two weeks that uh, were... And as we've done in episode 1881, we're going to tell you now to pass the pod. With almost 25,000 tickets sold for Wembley Stadium, you must all know people who don't normally go to Orient, friends, family, workmates, anyone, so anyone who's getting excited about Wembley who isn't a Standard orient fan, get this podcast in their ears by Google, Excel, by Spotify, by iTunes, by SoundCloud, any means possible. Android apps. Get them there. we are everywhere. Get them ready. Get them ready for Sunday. There's never been a better time to pass on the pod. And if you do, send us photographic evidence or we might <laughs> give you a little reward uh, for doing so if we see you on Sunday. Thank you very much for
1: that. Uh, right, Wednesday the 1st of May, then we're going to carry on with the fortnight that was the long-awaited uh, podcast episode, 1881 uh, was out, and as we've just mentioned, taking in the listening airwaves uh, by storm. So thanks to everybody uh, that's listened to that and to giving us that's given us feedback and, and tweets and emails and everything. We really appreciate it, so thank you. We we, we Honestly, there would be no point in us doing this uh, podcast and investing the time that we do. Um, to produce this um, if it wasn't for the fact that people bothered to listen. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Nicely said, Mr Levy. You thank know, you. On Thursday, the 2nd of
0: May, the club announced that they had agreed a deal with Green Ink to become the naming rights sponsor <coughs> of the East stand which unsurprisingly will now be known as the Green Ink East stand So the announcement stated, the club has been working with Green Ink during the 2018-19 season on all printed materials, including match day programmes, sponsor artwork... And office supplies. So well done to everyone for getting it over the line. More income for the club. Means more players. And more chance of getting out of, dare I say League 2. In the right direction.
1: The ladies' team were in action in their second cup final of the season. This time in the Capital Women's Senior Cup against Actonians. Unfortunately, they lost 1-0 following a goal in the 78th minute. So terribly unlucky uh, for the ladies' side to be in two cup finals and to not walk away. Uh, with one, and we'll be speaking to one of the ladies' team very shortly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Late in the evening, Justin Edinburgh was named as the professional sports personality at the 2019 Pride of Essex Sports Awards. So well done there to Justin, keeps getting those awards and
1: well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Fast forward then to Mooney Friday, the 3rd of May. The club announced a home-friendly with Aston Villa's under-23 side on Friday, the 10th of May, in preparation for the FA Trophy final. For me, great idea. Suits
0: both clubs. Built a healthy relationship with Villa. Why not? Keeps the players fit. Go for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to Dean Smith for helping us out there, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great stuff.
0: Good relations there. And in, Later, in the day... Dream Team released. Oh, Dream Team released the latest episode, which was number five in their Leighton and orient documentary, "Love of the Game," with the episode titled "It's Not Weakness," focusing on
1: mental health in football. It's an amazing episode, possibly the best one yet. Possibly the best. I think that is the best one yet. It's it's done so well, Andy. Well done, um, and to your colleagues as well. Very yeah. good. Re- really good watch.
0: It's well worth fifteen minutes of your time. For Martin. Was a credit to himself, to his family, to the club for being so open and candid about what True. he's had
1: to deal with. Um, and like he said, he finds it therapeutic to talk about it as well. Yeah. Um, so it is good to talk. So if anybody's having that trouble um, and suffering, there's no need to. You just got to reach out and tell someone that you trust that uh, that you're having a bit of a hard time and and uh, and seek some help. It, there's absolutely uh, no shame in it. Absolutely. So moving on, it's a Saturday the 4th of May and our
0: FA Trophy final opponents AFC Fold made it two trips to Wembley Stadium for the season as they won 1-0 away at Solihull Moors in their semi-final playoff, which saw them progress through to the playoff final so at this point AFC Fould heading for Wembley twice so an amazing season for AFC Fold unlucky to Solihull who um, can consider themselves unlucky they finished second but that's the risk you take in the play so moving on in to Sunday the 5th of May, and we wish happy birthday to the O's Players' Player and Player of the Year, Mr. Craig Clay. So, moving on then, Dean Brill, Josh Coulson, and Craig Clay were named in the non league papers team of the season. So, massive well done to Dean Brill, to Josh, and to Craig. Well done, chaps. Could have been more, yeah, Joby, Macker. We could have really filled that National League, Marv. It out, could have been an 11 yeah. of just Orient players. So, well done to the three who made it. Commercial ovations to those who didn't, but they've done more of them themselves
1: proud. Exactly. Um, Sam Few sent us his final ladies report as he moves on uh, to hopefully bigger and brighter things. He said the women's team finished their league campaign with a narrow two one defeat against champions Crawley Wasps. They put in a solid performance and were unlucky, unlucky not to get something from the game. Fifth place in the league, Capital Cup runners up, and Isthmian Cup runners uh, sorry, Ismian Cup champions. ...means they can reflect on another positive season. Yeah, so Sam
0: from us here at Orient Outlook Podcast Hours... ...thank you for providing us with these valuable reports... ...and we are delighted now to say that joining us live on the phone... ...we have O's player,
1: Danielle Griffiths. Hi guys. Welcome onto the podcast. Good to have you uh, with us. Thanks very
2: much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure.
1: Pleasure. So to start off then Danielle...
0: ...tell us about your league campaign. So we just know you finished fifth, but how was it for the team?
2: And yeah it was another another positive season as Sam has very kindly said um, but um, I think I think we started off probably slower than we would have hoped um, and we finished very strongly um, so all in all uh, another good season um, but plenty to to build on next season.
1: Is this the first or the second season in this league because you got promoted quite recently if I remember rightly?
2: Yeah, this is our this is our second full season. Yeah, in the national league.
1: And has it got easier or harder?
2: It's got harder. Um, I think this was definitely the much more competitive uh, season this year than last year. Um, every team um, is possible beating every other team on their day. Um, so um, it's it's difficult turning up week week in week out, not knowing um, what you're going to get from the opposition. But um, it's, yeah, it's highly competitively.
0: You finished fifth, which is nothing to be sniffed at. So good, good progress being made. Any games that stand out for you in the season? I think there was a three-all draw a couple of weeks ago that sounded like a cracker of a match.
2: Yeah, three-all against Actonians. We always end up in a close game with them. Um, I, I, I think probably um, QPR. Semi-final of the Capital Cup, um, QPR in the league above us. Um, we probably should have won that in 90 minutes, but um, to win it on penalties is probably even a better feeling. Um, and to know we got to the Capital Cup final, um, that's probably our, our biggest scalp of the year.
1: And in terms of recruitment for the team, um, is it has it been pretty static in terms of sort of ladies coming and going, or or, or has there been quite a big turnover? How, how's it been?
2: No, we we. we we don't have a massive turnover but we do have we've had a good few additions this this season Um, you know we had Kat Nutman join which has been fantastic uh, and a a few other players that have joined and and strengthened the team Um, but thankfully we're not a team that's turning over lots of players um, every season um, but we're always looking um, to strengthen where we can and and to bring in um, talented and experienced people
0: So good to hear that and obviously the league campaign was good but we did play in two cup finals winning one losing the other tell us about the experience of playing in the cup final and how those games went
2: um, yeah it's fantastic I mean two cup finals in in one season is is, is a brilliant achievement in itself um, the Ismian cup final um, where we won was, was fantastic um, I think we went in as slight favourites but Ashford were a very tough opposition um, but we scored two fantastic goals um, and came away with the trophy which is great and it's nice to, to finish a, a season with some silverware as I'm sure you guys know
3: 100% oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we can for that <laughs>
2: And uh, the second cup final was against uh, our old foes, Actonians. Um, it was a tough game. I think, uh, if we're being honest, we probably would say we, we weren't um, at 100% that day and Actonians were the better team. Um, but it was a very close game, only conceded in the, the 80th minute or something like that. So, um, unlucky. Um, but, you know, two, two cup finals, a, a winner's medal and a runner's up medal is, is not to be sniffed up.
1: Not not to be sniffed at at all. Uh, in fact, very well done. Um who have been the standouts this season? Standout players in your team?
2: Um, well, I would say everyone is fantastic. fantastic. Never had <laughs> kind a of great season, obviously, very diplomatically, as my position dictates. Um, but I think um, so Hayley Barton has had another fantastic season Um, she's always brilliant for us always first class but um, she's been our top goal scorer this season top assists um, regularly player of the match Um, so uh, you know she's she's a very impressive person and we're grateful to have her on the team Um, I think our midfield has been very solid this season Um, Egg uh, Lisa Kat Nutman Chloe Tara all the people that have played in the centre of the park have made sure we've dominated most of our games. Um, and then I would obviously have to give a shout-out to my defence to <laughs> make sure I don't have to do too much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So lots of players there in <clears throat> what's been another yeah. like the season. So, our listeners should know, but just in case they don't, where can they find that the ladies normally play and what time do you, do you normally play your matches?
2: So all the details should be on the, the, the Orient website, but um, just in case it's not, we play at Mile End um, on Sundays at 2pm.
1: Perfect. And when did you, So, your season's done now. So, when, when do you think it will start again or, or has that been confirmed or how does it work with you guys?
2: Um, not confirmed yet. Um, we'll probably get an idea in the next couple of weeks once the, um, the, the teams that are going to be in or out of our league have been finally confirmed. Um, but we normally start about the second or third week in August so pre-season will be starting again in a few weeks
1: <laughs> great okay and and in terms of the, the the kit that you guys are playing in is that still going to be an Orient um, provided kit or, or sort of sponsored kit or something are you going to be wearing club colours again next week we'll, yeah,
2: we, we're still going to be wearing club colours yeah absolutely
1: great brilliant <laughs> fantastic so get yourselves down next season to the End Stadium Sundays 2 o'clock
2: yep and Perfect. thanks very much for the club and, and to you guys for all your support this season. It's very much appreciated.
1: No
0: problem. Daniel, congratulations on another fantastic yeah, season. Well done on the league position. Well done on winning thanks. the cup. And we look forward to reporting on the ladies next year and hopefully another cup, maybe a league title. Yeah. That would be so. great. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> <laughs> have, thanks, have a good Danielle. summer.
1: Thanks, thanks, Danielle. Cheers. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: So that was O's midfielder, Daniel Griffiths making her Orion Outlook podcast debut. So a massive thank you there. To Danielle, and like she said, yeah, normally play Milan Stadium at Sundays at 2pm. So next season, get yourself down there if you can, as the ladies hopefully will go on the march to victory. So moving on in, and on the Sunday in the second National League playoff semi-final, Salford beat Eastley on penalties after drawing one all in normal time, meaning that they would face our FA Trophy opponents, AFC Fold at Wembley on Saturday, the 11th of May. So I'm lucky to Eastleigh. Again, Eastleigh gave us some good games this season. That 3-2 against them was probably one of the defining points of our season. And McCallum, XO, has done himself absolutely proud this season. I think he ended up on 27 goals, top scorer in the National League. might have a few League 2
1: clubs, maybe even League 1 clubs, looking at him on the back of that season. That that was a really tight game. Uh, It was going to be literally a goal that broke it. But um, I think Paul McCallum sort of signed off really um, in, in, in a tweet that he did uh, that yeah. you can read into that what you will whether he comes back to us whether we need him whether he goes to a League 2 club or a League 1 club um, who, who knows? Um, who knows indeed. But late in the evening the club announced that the O's have been allocated the Box Park Wembley for the F eight trophy final against AFC FILED a two thousand capacity venue located on Wembley Way with details due to be confirmed later in the week. Yeah, Box Park
0: we've been there recently, yeah. my friend. We it's did very good, isn't it? I like its quality. Um two thousand is probably the It'll be snug in there. Absolutely peak amount you can get in there. But Nice, lots of food outlets in there. More seems foody than more barry. There's prices. just a huge bar in the mm. middle. Um, also, the Green Man tweeted that they've been allocated to Leighton Orient, so I think I'll be seeing lots of O's fans in the Green Man as well. Yeah, so wherever you're going, make sure you have a good one before it's the match. It's going to be
1: packed wherever you go, and I would imagine that people are going to be setting out pretty early doors. I mean, obviously, Super Kev um, is going to be playing from a 12-15 kick off, I yeah. think it is. So I don't know, once you're in Wembley, I don't think you can come out and then go back in. So there's a decision uh, for people to be making there. So then moving on to Monday, the 6th of May. Happy 13th anniversary uh, to, to all of us for the 2005-06 uh, promotion at Oxford. And what a day that yeah, was. many. Great day. Many great memories
0: yeah. of that. And later, well, not later, but James D strike away to Haven and Waterlooville was nominated for the Non-League Papers Goal, goal of the season yeah. that is a great, great goal, goal deserving yeah. of the award although that goal didn't even make the it wasn't even our goal of the season they even win that so you can take from that that goal could win the non-league papers goal of the season hasn't won the, the, Orient's yeah. current goal of the season but yeah. take a
1: bow, JMD brought it down beautifully looped into that Yeah. what a great goal that was indeed it was Tuesday then the 7th of May now uh, it was back to training back to focus as the first team returned from their short break uh, in Spain as it was FA Trophy Press Day with the media invited to the training ground to speak to the players and management ahead of the big day and by the sounds of it uh, if you don't know the team went on a short break to Marbella um, and uh, by the sounds of it they had a brilliant time Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a bit of insight
0: there um, later on in the pod so Wednesday 8th of May Nothing much
1: going on in the club, so we keep that day quiet as we move on to Thursday, the 9th of May. Yeah, the club announced that the upcoming friendly against Villa's under-23s would be live-streamed to viewers in the UK and abroad for the bargain price of a quid. Yeah, so more of a change there. It's obviously, not
0: bound by National League constraints. Yeah. quid. So well done to all viewers in the UK. What a great opportunity that was. And then in the evening, the night the Orient Outlet podcast had been waiting for us, the Football Blogging Awards... Final took place in the Etihad Stadium. and As you probably know by
1: now, we didn't win. No, the the guys that did win have like fifty three thousand followers on Instagram. I mean, you're not going to compete with that. And it's Se United or something, Se Don's or something like that. I mean, never heard of them, but they've got fifty three thousand followers. so played to them, you know.
0: But you know, like we said in our tweets and our social media posts, we were absolutely blown away and chuffed with the support we received from everyone. And like we said again, from the bottom of our hearts, a massive thank you to everyone. Who took the time out to vote for the Orin Outlook podcast in the FBAs and wasn't yeah. meant to be. We'll see what happens in any wars yeah. in the future. But there well done go. to Elliot Christie. Yeah, well whose, done. Whose man. account
1: uh, at, at NL Bible on Instagram seems to be uh, doing a lot of great things. So yeah. well done to you and your friend who run that account. Yeah, next time I say I'm gonna punch him in the head and congratulate <laughs> him. So well
0: done there to young Give him Mr. L- L- Christie. L- or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> moving on in. Friday the 10th of May and the Plaudits continued to come in for Orion players as Dean Brill, Joby McEnough and McCauley Bond were all named in the official National League team of the season. So well done, gents. But like what we were saying, how on earth does Craig Clay not get in there? How on earth does Josh Coulson not get in there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So well done to those three. But like we said, could have been many, many Orion players this season. So... Well done to those gentlemen in, in the evening. It was time for a mini main event. Let's call this one, a mini main yeah, event. sure. As we entertained Aston Villa's under-23s in a friendly Brisbane Road.
1: So the team started off by lining up with Dean Brewing Gold, Brophy, Coulson, Happy, Ek Pateta and Turley, across the back. Clay Lee, JMD, across the middle and then Bon and Karoma up top with substitutes. Uh, Sergeant OG, Sweeney, Ling, Shabani, Lawless, Gorman, Harold, Allaby, Simpson and Satoru and obviously as you can tell there's more than the five and indeed the seven that we are soon to be permitted to use. Uh, obviously this is a friendly game so you could have unlimited subs as far as I understood it to be.
0: Yeah absolutely. So JMD and Turley
1: started the match
0: with Sam Ling returning to the bench as Joby McEnough and Joe Wooderson missed out as a precaution. So we're going to cover this match very, very, very briefly. And after JMD headed wide in the fourth minute and Josh Coulson missed a header in the fifth minute, it was the JMD, the Orange Outlook podcast-sponsored young man who put us ahead with a superb free kick in the tenth minute to make it 1-0 to the O's. And this was followed up as Dan Happy headed home from a JMD corner to double our lead in the 22nd minute which is how the game stayed until the end of the first half. Yeah, so
1: half-time going in at 2-0 with attendance of a few hundred. Pretty decent turnout, to be fair. Second half started with no changes for the O's. Josh Caroma shot wide in the 50th minute, and McCauley Bond had the ball in the net two minutes later. Well, it was ruled out for offside. Yeah, in the 56th minute, the O's
0: sub-started. As Josh Coulson, Josh Graham and McCauley. Bond came off, and on came Jay Simpson, Matt Harold and Alex Orlist. And six minutes later, more subs. As on came Sam Sargent and Sam Ling, for Dean Brill and Marvin ek
1: Aston Villa pulled a goal back in the 65th minute, thanks to a screamer from Jaden Philogene Bides. I think that's probably how you pronounce well, well it. Well done, Mr. As D. it was now 2-1 <laughs> to <laughs> the O's.
0: Well done there. In the 68th minute, more subs for the O's. is Craig Clay, Dan Happy and James Brophy came off. It was Jaden Sweeney, Dal Gorman, Shadrach Ogie came on, and two minutes later, on came
1: James Allaby for JMD. 77 minutes on the clock, and it was 3 1 to the O's as a Dal Gorman whipped in free kick. Uh, managed to find the head of Matt Harold, the ginger Pele. Ginger Pele, uh, yeah. He beat the keeper to the ball, and it flew into the net to make it game, set, and match yeah, more with subs, 15 minutes yeah, to go.
0: To film 15 minutes, well, two minutes later, as Brendan Shabani came on for Charlie Lee, and then six minutes later, Ross Tutori came on for Jamie Turley, as the rest of the game was played out, and the mm. O's ran out 3-1 winners in a good match to get. Team ready for Wembley. So, post match, we were there with Dave Victor, and here's what Dave Victor asked Justin. So, good interview coming up with a bit of insight from Justin. So, here we
3: go. Well, Justin, thanks for joining us. It's been a few weeks or a few days, hasn't it, since the celebrations. How difficult has it been to keep the players focused? Is it 22 days between the last game of the season and Wembley? Um, I think first and foremost, you know, we we enjoyed the celebrations, which I think were were, were worthy. And and, and so we give the players a bit of rest time uh, after a very tough, hard season. And then, as always, you know, when when we've called upon them and asked of them, they've been... Yeah, totally focused and, and looking forward to, to a huge game at Wembley um, next week and you had that friendly against Aston Villa it was a young side but your team looked very fresh and sharp yeah it was a good encounter I thought um, yeah, it was very competitive which we wanted at a good tempo you know, it was a, a good crowd so the atmosphere was right and and it was he was managed to get a lot of minutes for, 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 you know, quite a few of the players. So a very competitive game and one that we certainly needed because, like you said, they would have been, you know, over, over for nearly three weeks before we'd had our previous game. So I think it's been a, a, a real good opportunity for everyone to get some to match minutes prior to, to Wembley on Sunday. Well, a couple of uh, notable absentees. Let's start with Joe Widderson. What's the news regarding his injury? Uh, well, he's had a bit of a shoulder problem, so we we knew that um, you know it was uh, come the end of the season when we we were always going to rest him and allow him to have a sufficient amount of time. He's still training, but we just didn't want to involve him in the game. And the same with Joby, you know. I, I think that um, where we've got the opportunity and the window to to give them sufficient time to rest before the final was uh, was. The obvious thing to do. I think over 22,000 tickets have been sold now. It's going to be a special day, isn't it? Absolutely remarkable. I think... um You know, 22,000 tickets, um, be be amazing. You know, looking forward to it, really excited. But I think what we we won't do is lose focus of what we're going there to do and is trying to to win a football match and, and trying to win the FA Trophy. I think you have to go back to 1992. I think there's only two clubs that have gained automatic promotion and the double winning the FA Trophy. Why do you think that's been? Well, it's very difficult. Um, you know, like I say, I think this is the most difficult league to get out of with only one automatic space, so there's there's no room for error. So that, that that's that's a huge achievement on its own. But then with that with there only being one automatic, I'm sure that some people perhaps don't take the trophy as, as seriously as they perhaps others and uh, I said at the start of the season we're always going to treat it with the respect it deserves and um, you know hopefully we can be the third team to go and achieve that double. In many ways though Justin it seems as if that run in the trophy has actually helped your promotion campaign. I believe it did at times where perhaps we hadn't got the right results we needed to get minutes into squad players, players that are coming back from injury and so I think it's you know, stood us in good stead and um, you know we've had some excellent performances and some real tough encounters so uh, it's been very good for us And it's a trophy you've known uh, in your career earlier Yeah, no, unfortunately I was a, a beaten finalist uh, a few years ago so I know it's not a, a nice place to go and lose and, and not be victorious so you know, I'll try and pass on my experiences uh, from the previous uh, final that I was in uh, hopefully we can go one better this time has it delayed your preparations for league football next season in terms of making decisions about the squad and such like? No, no. Um, everyone's fully aware of, of um, their position for next season. Um, you know, we won't we won't announce that, but every individual knows. Um, so, you know, but that hasn't distracted anyone's focus um, for for the last game and the big game. Uh, um, so yeah, everyone's fully aware. It hasn't distracted any of our preparation, any of our planning for next season. So um, it's it's just been full steam ahead. It could be a wonderful way to celebrate an astonishing season. It would be, and and that's our focus, and that's our aim, and that's what we want to try and achieve. Because as much as it's going to be a fantastic occasion, I think it'll only be good if we go and win. Good luck. Thanks, Thanks very great. much, Jesse.
1: So that was Justin speaking to Dave at the end of the Villa friendly. So thank you very much, uh, Dave, for sending us uh, all the um, post match interviews that you do uh, throughout the season. We are genuinely very grateful to you and some cracking questions there. You know, has it delayed preparations for next season? Well, we were standing there waiting to ask questions, and we just thought, what's the point? Why? So we when just you've got, got the, the expert. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why duplicate? Um, just a very quick view from me, I thought it was a good practice game for the team, even though we only saw about 20 minutes of it and it was good to see you know, so many players getting minutes uh, as well. It'll stand them in good stead.
0: Yeah, similar for me. Good run out for the team. Good to see so many players involved mm-hmm. to keep them fit and fresh for the upcoming trophy final. Mm-hmm. Another win obviously be good for confidence. Mm-hmm. Good to see more goals for JMD, whose free kick by all accounts was very good without mm-hmm. being to see it back mm-hmm. and JMD got an assist as well for Happy's goal. Uh, good to see Harold on the score sheet again. You know, Harold, I think his perception of with Orient fans has changed massively.
1: Once in the last time, six months, he was probably a guy that you wouldn't take into League Two. Now, absolutely, you wouldn't leave him out. Yeah, absolutely, Very good point. Yeah, uh, and a shout out to goalkeeping coach who we
0: saw after the oh, match, yes. Reese Otley, who we were meant to mention after. Well, when we were talking about Star Man, we last. had a good catch up with. Yeah, um, but forgot to mention. So, Reese, pleasure lead. to meet you. Good to see you again on Friday, and hopefully Dino can make it twenty five and break the record in the upcoming final, so we'll see what happens with that one, so not many tweets after the match, we didn't invite any views that we normally do just because of the match, but Matt Porter underscore LOFC tweeted I a decent workout pre-Wembley not sure we kept strictly to the subs rule though, and speaking of which, what a shame that the request we put in which Fold supported for seven subs was declined, seems harsh to deny four players the chance of such a big occasion, so great tweet there from Matt, so As he explained in his tweet, the club and failed asked for seven subs. It got refused by the FA. So only the five. But what a shame there for some players who aren't going to get game time at Wembley. And someone pointed out that the the bench changes next season anyway. So you'll be allowed to have seven subs next season. What, for the trophy? Yeah, which (laughs) is a bit... Bit of a shame there, but Pathetic good tweet there from people,
1: Matt. Uh, in, in power, unfortunately. Elvis Memphis uh, sent a good tweet that said, Good to see all the players get a run out. Well, almost all. Thought we looked sharp, focused and good on the, uh, on the ball. Some good goals, good game, played in the right spirit and a good warm-up uh, for next week. So, good tweet there. Yeah,
0: good tweet there. And then to finish off on the Friday, we must say well done to everyone who participated in the Sleep Out <coughs> for World Child Cancer after the match as currently 12.6k was raised against a target of 10k. So well done there to everyone involved. Phenomenal work, so that involved people and volunteers sleeping on the Orient pitch. I know Andrew Butler done it, I know Danny Mackling done it and a few other Orient fans. So well done there to everyone involved. So let's move on in to Saturday the 11th of May and it was the National League Playoff Final as JB McEnough was helping out BT Sport as our FA Trophy opponents AFC Fold were up against Salford. And it was Salford who won the game 3-0 as they got promotion to the Football League with lots of O's staff in attendance. Ada, Lindsay, who went on her birthday. So oh well done no. there, Lindsay. Happy birthday. Danny Macklin, Matt Porter, Danny Webb, Ross and Justin also in attendance. So I don't know everyone. And from my views, I didn't watch the game, but lots of people saying how poor AFC Fould were. Maybe they're knackered from a long season and the result... ...could only be good for us, or you would think so, yeah. or you'd hope so.
1: It, it, yeah, I think it wasn't the best, I think they probably froze a bit on the day, but um, n- nonetheless. Um, so we now have, joining us live on the phone, former CEO, friend of the podcast, welcome back, Matt Porter. Good evening good,
4: everyone,
2: good,
1: good, how are good evening. we doing? Welcome, and I should say current director of Leighton Football Club uh, as well, thanks for coming. Uh, back Friends home, of the show is more important. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, just wanted a couple of minutes with you, Matt, and, and just really just to get your views on, on the season, so sum up this season for us from your perspective.
5: Well, it's been everything we could have asked for, hasn't it, really? Um, you know, when 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 you look back and uh, think about where we were 12 months ago with a lot of hope and, and a few fingers crossed and, you know, everything that, that, that has been asked of this squad this year, they've, they've responded to every time they had a little blip, they bounced back every time... You know, people questioned whether we could stay the distance every time people asked whether we could deal with the pressure. You know, they they answered and, you know, you're not going to win every game, but you've got to win enough games. And that's basically what they've managed to do. and, And I'm sure they've got one more win left in them.
1: With very few losses as well. I'm not sure that it's a record, but obviously if you can stem the losses, it obviously helps.
5: Yeah, 100%. I was talking to Justin and, and Ross and Danny at Wembley about it. We were saying about, really, when you look at the fine margins over the course of the season, the number of late goals we've scored um, uh, compared to the number of late goals we've conceded made all the difference. And when I look at what I thought were three real big um, turning points of the season, two of them were revolved around late goals, I think the first one came on the very first day at Salford, I think to, to, to not lose that day against the team who everybody spent the whole year talking about, and probably rightly so, I mean I tweeted it and I think, it's, I think it's right I think they were the second best team in the division after us, so putting aside all the issues about how real or how plastic or whatever they are, how many fans they haven't or haven't got, from a footballing perspective I think they deserve to go up, so fair play to them, but to not lose there on the first of the season and then for me um, whatever Justin said at half time at Brackley I thought was critical because we were dire in that first half Um, we came back and won the game and um, not only did we end up going on to Wembley but he also used that game as the catalyst to change the formation to accommodate you know, what what he thought were the players who were gonna lead us to promotion and that turned out to be true. And then of course, um, you know, Macaulay Bond's penalty at Sutton, which you know rightly won the club's champagne moment of the year award, for him to keep his nerve and for us to win a penalty in such strange circumstances in the last minute. Look, Sutton away is never what game you're gonna go away to. Even if we were in the league and we drew him in the cup, you wouldn't go there thinking no. it was gonna be easy. So to go there on a plastic pitch, to be down to ten men. You know, not being on on the greatest, um, you know, in the greatest position with with Salford and Solihull hole breathing down our necks, and to get the most obscure penalty I ever remember is winning in the last minute, and for McCauley to keep his nerve in front of all the travelling fans. You know, I think for me if you look back at three key moments they they were the three over the course of the season but point being you could also name loads more you know the last minute equalisers twice against Halifax and you know plenty of other occasions when we when we rescued something late on and and that's what ultimately got us over the line
1: it's the uh, yeah is that never give up mentality that has been instilled in him like like they did in the 13 14 season when we came so close as well.
5: Yeah, it's all about fitness. It's all about togetherness, desire, professionalism, and and having the mental strength to keep your nerve as well. It's so easy. And how many times have we seen it? You mentioned about files. You know, as you said, I was there on on uh, on the weekend, and to be frank, it was boring. You know, Fylde lost that game so early on. They never really showed very much about coming uh, of coming back. And I really hope they play like that against us this weekend coming. <laughs> you know, because they just weren't very good. And to be frank, they weren't very good at our place either. But over the course of the season, they've obviously shown their quality outfits. So you probably bank on them improving from, from that level. But, you know, point, point being, they, you know, they, they just throws on the big day and our boys showed that throughout the course of the season apart from the, probably the Salford game at home which was the one game you know real big game that we didn't we didn't perform in when you look at games like Wrexham home and away to go to Solihull and, and, and draw you know uh, I think Dagenham at home on New Year's Day with a big crowd Bromley with a big crowd you know they, they've, they've passed every test
0: I sure did. I, I don't agree with you, Mark. I guess the 90 minutes that won't live long in the memory was the actual Braintree match, the nil-nil. Yeah, it's
5: rubbish, wasn't
0: it? It was a bit rubbish, the 90 <laughs> minutes. But when I thought... think
5: Joby said, Joby said afterwards, they just, they just didn't really know what to do hmm. because after about an hour when it became apparent that Salford were getting turned over at, at, um, Hartlepool. at Hartlepool and obviously nobody wanted to get injured, Braintree you know, with the greatest respect, sort of tried but weren't very good. So yeah. it's all. Sort of, Joby said it was uh, on the pitch. It was just weird for the lads because nobody wanted to risk anything, and they just <laughs> they just didn't really know how to finish the game off. You know, and and not in a. You know, they could have won the game, I'm sure, but it was just a strange environment for them. I guess they were all just waiting for that full-time whistle to blow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in the two weeks since we've been promoted, what have you and the board uh, been focused on? What's been going on that you can obviously divulge?
5: Well, we've been talking about budgets. Um, you know, we've been, Danny and Lindsay and the team have been leading on, on ticket prices and things like that. So obviously season tickets went on sale with an early bird and then going back on, or back on sale again now and looking at match day prices, looking at, I mean, to be frank, we are, we are a football league set up. You know, we've got, we've got the right sort of level and calibre of staff. We've got the right level and calibre of infrastructure so we're not like it's not like we've just been promoted to a level where we're thinking oh my god how are we going to cope at this level you know I think on, on numbers we go from being the biggest club in the National League to about the sixth biggest club in League 2 straight away in, in terms of fan base and turnover and stuff like that so we're quite well equipped for, for going into the division so it's not, not really a surprise and not really a, going to be a culture shock for anybody but we've got to get the numbers right you know we've got to get the well, the football side have got to get the transfers right Martin and Justin Steve Foss- this summer they know who they want they've got to go out and get them um but to be fair we've got to focus on Wembley first because we've got 25,000 people near on going there for a party and we've got to give them something to to really look back and celebrate on you know what a thing to do to do the non-league double people might laugh and say non-league double but nevertheless you can only win what you're what you're in mm. um and and there's been plenty of big clubs in non-league football in the in the past generation who've not managed to do it I think only is it Wickham have done it or Colchester or so you know, it's it's not something that people churn out regularly. So for us to go and do that would be a real achievement.
0: And how are you feeling about Sunday? How excited are you to obviously take take your Sunday? I'm really looking forward family? to it. I'm
5: actually, I'll, I'll I'll let you into a little secret. I'm actually going to have a drink. I've never had a drink at Leighton Orient match in my life. And really? I'm going to have a drink at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I've never ever done it. Where are you going? Um, so, uh, I'm probably going to go to the Box Park first. Yeah, I'm waiting for the details from Danny for, for that. We're going to the Box Park. I think quite a few of us from the club are going down there beforehand. And then, you know, obviously we, we're fortunate enough to get looked after in the Royal Box. So. I don't think they'll, you know, they'll mind if I uh, have the odd glass. Won't be anything <laughs> too silly, but you know, I'll try and enjoy myself to the best of my boring ability.
1: <laughs> you take full advantage, mate. I and, will try. And then for next season, you you sort of touched on it just earlier about sort of being the sixth biggest by, you know, uh, fan size and infrastructure. What what would you sort of set your expectations on us for next season? I think we've got to
5: start well. Um, you know, I'm not saying we've got to do what we did this year and go, you know, a third of the season unbeaten or whatever it was. But I think we've got to have a nice, comfortable start. Uh, overcome any any little, um, you know, bits of uncertainty or nerves or whatever. We might have the odd big game early on. Who knows when the fixtures come out? So. Unfortunately, we haven't got too many derbies like we did have this year, but you know, we, we, we will have some games that will catch the eye more than others. So we've got to get, we've got to get a solid start and get some points on the board early. So, you know, nobody's panicking or, or, or worrying or anything like that. We've got to try and get as settled a team as, as we can. And I'm sure that the crowds will, will back, you know, will back the lads because we, you know, as I say, we're averaging five and a half thousand this year in the National League. There's no reason why that number would go down if the team's performing again. So, yeah. you know, with the away followings are going to increase. Um, it's slightly less hectic at the start of the season. I think it was August and September, wasn't it? It was just mad this year. Which we played Saturday, Tuesday the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, being back in the League Cup, Johnson's Paint Trophy's never sound or Checker Trade Trophy, whatever it's called, has never sounded quite so appealing as it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> yeah. we can try our luck at that. we were back in the proper bit of the FA Cup, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so that you know, the targets are just to keep improving. We've looked at what well, obviously what Lincoln have done, what Tranmere are doing. I think they're in the lead now, aren't they, Tranmere? They look yes. like they might be on their way to Wembley. So, so fair play to them. You know, there's that, that's, that's two clubs who you would say are comparable in size with us, um, and two clubs who, who you could say, you know, not saying we're going to emulate, but if we were to emulate them, it wouldn't be a surprise. So we, we're realistic and we know that it's going to be a, a tougher division than the National League. But it's also a division that gives you more opportunities because down, you know, top three go up and then the next four in the playoffs. So. Um, you know, four teams get the opportunity to go up instead of two, and there's no reason why. You know, if we don't start well and then and then push on, well, we we can't join that mix. But we're not going to be piling pressure on Justin and the players to say you've got to go straight through. That's unrealistic. You know, yeah. the football club's in a long-term process of rebuilding from its disastrous position, um, and phase one has been completed. So we move on to phase two now.
0: Amazing, awesome. great to hear match. Finally, just to round up, then message for O's fans going to Wembley on Sunday.
5: Just enjoy it, enjoy it. I mean, listen, we've all had some bad days out at Wembley, haven't we? We've all yeah. shed tears and 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 you know, hoped we're never going to have to go back there. But this is a day when we can go and celebrate that you know the, the the culmination of phase one of the rebirth of our football club, and, and look to do something very special by winning two two trophies in. In one year, which you know, plenty of our mates who support Premier League teams will never be able to say that. So, oh, you know, forget that.
1: the
6: names
5: That's of the trophies. That. Why don't we? Why don't we show them what what silverware really looks what like? it looks
1: like, yeah. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to get a new trophy cabinet as well.
5: Yeah, I think we've outgrown this current one. The um the old Kit of the Year trophy that we were gamefully hanging on to is probably slightly <laughs> less important now than <laughs> it was a few years ago. <laughs>
1: Quick trip to Ikea in Edmonton and everyone's a winner. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. just put the shelf up straight. <laughs> I'll bring my spirit level. Matt, thanks very much good stuff. For, uh, thanks, for coming guys. on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for All the best. Take care. Take care.
7: See you. Bye-bye. See you, bye.
0: Bye. So that was friend of the podcast, Matt Porter. Always good value and a great 10 minutes there from Matt. So, Matt, much appreciated. Thank you for coming on the pod at short notice. So moving on in to Sunday, the 12th of May and a quiet day at the club as we were all thinking about... That game in just a week's time. Now, just seven days away, we'll be cheering on our beloved Leighton Orient at Wembley Stadium. Monday is the thirteenth
6: of May.
1: Yeah. Um. So five years to the day. and well spotted by you. Um. That we beat Peterborough two one at Brisbane Road in the League One playoff semi final. Bringing back some great memories and kudos to you for for um, getting this out as quickly as as, as you got it out because. Um, yeah, then there was like this, this cascade of, of tweets and people on Facebook just reminiscing about that day. And it was a great that Dean Cox obviously being one of the key figures in that day. Um, yeah. His free kick I remember very, very well um, that he oh. smashed into the wall. It came back at him and he's just twisted his hips and got over the ball and just put it in the bottom corner and just south stand mental. I just remember it going off.
0: Sense. when when that ball hit the back of that. One of the greatest moments at Brisbane Road. So thank you to Dean Cox for that. And also to Chris Dagnall, who made it 2-0 in what was an absolutely epic, epic match and one that will live long in the memory. So, yeah, five years ago. And this time next year, we'll be saying it was six years. and An incredible day. So five years ago it was. And also a date for your diaries, as it is a way away. But the EFL confirmed that the transfer deadline will be 5pm on Monday the 2nd of September. So normally it's the last day of August, but that's a Saturday when games will be being played. So it will be Monday the 2nd of September. So that brings us up to date. So we'll come on to next week's fixture. So there's only one fixture left for the season for Leighton Orient. So unless you've been living under a rock or have not been paying attention to anything (laughs) in this podcast, then you must know that it's time as the O's are off to Wembley to play against AOC Fold in the FA Trophy final this Sunday, the 19th of May, kicking off at 4.15. And he's not been on the podcast in a while, but we are delighted to say joining us live on the phone from Texas, we have the wonderful Vice Chairman, Principal Investor of Leyton Orient Football Club, Mr. Kent
1: Welcome back. Good evening, gentlemen. Good, Good evening. Gentlemen. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Just been listening to... Uh...
7: You know, podcast number eighteen eighty one, a little bit, and uh, just so excited for all the fans and the club overall, the staff, everybody involved. Just amazing scenes, and you know, I really enjoyed you guys' descriptions of going down on the pitch, back up into your seats, back down on the pitch. You know,
1: it was uh, it was fan- it was just a fantastic scene. It absolutely was. And, and I said to Steve before we started recording, I said, you've seen more in your two years of owning Orient than some chairmen have seen in 20 years of owning their clubs. Well, I've had the opportunity to be involved
7: in a club that, uh, you know, needed to be turned around. Uh, and we did that. Uh, you know, that's that's over now uh, because we've been promoted Um, And, you know, I've just had the opportunity to work with some phenomenal people, Nigel and the board and Danny and the staff and Martin Ling and, you know, all the football and and then all the football group and then, you know, all the stewards and, you know, the catering and all the people that make uh, this club a fantastic club. And I've had the opportunity to be involved with, uh, you know, the trust and going out and getting to know the community and, you know, I, I relish, I enjoy, I can't wait to get back to London this week uh, to be with fans and <laughs> say hello and give them a big hug and, you know, and, and just let them know that we love them. And uh, it's just great. It's just fantastic. So I'm very, I'm very lucky, very fortunate, and very blessed. Um, you know, it's, it, it's now one of the top five. So if you look at my Twitter, you'll see uh, I took a company public, uh you know I work for Microsoft I've done some amazing things and Leighton Orient is number 5 on that list if they happen to be in in uh you know calendar order mm. so this is just the latest but it's it, again just it, it 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 um it causes me to be extremely emotional which you know I'm I'm not known to be that but um, I, I uh, at times, have a hard time controlling my emotions just thinking about it uh, because it's, it was just so fantastic and so wonderful.
0: That weekend was two two weekends ago now, so obviously the Saturday we went up. The Sunday was the Starman Awards. It felt like a really apt way to celebrate with, obviously, the players there, staff there, supporters there all together as one. Well. And you gave a great speech at the end that we captured on episode 1881. Well, I, I appreciate that, I, uh, yeah, no, it was it was a
7: great evening. Um, the Starman Award is a really enjoyable evening. It was great last year. Uh, it was even better this year. But yeah, you know, it's a it's a really great time uh, for us to recognize the achievements of a group of people who are recognized. No, no doubt about that. But it's it's always fun to provide just a little bit of insight into you know. Uh, maybe nicknames that they're called or things that they've done in and around the training ground that people don't know about or in and around the community that they may not know about like with Charlie Lee so you know it's it's just a fantastic evening
0: So what have you been up to then for the last two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> well
1: I'm I have I, I, I have, uh, I have been walking and, around Texas uh, with a smile on your face, it, uh,
7: well, and well, I, I, I have done that, and, and, and it and it is true. When I got to uh, Texas, and uh, the the immigrant, you know, the officer asked me uh, there at customs, "What do you have to declare?" I said, Clayton Orient is champion of the National <laughs> League," <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed that, uh, to be honest. Uh, he had no idea what I was talking about, but that didn't matter to me.
6: Um, <laughs>
7: and, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've, uh, I'll give you a little insight into how we work uh, as the club at the board level. Our first board call was on Sunday at 10.15 a.m., the morning after. You know, this board and our club is dedicated to a long-term success of the club. And so, uh, you know, for us, we've had a number of board calls. uh, We've had a number of conversations. I'm in touch with Danny and with Martin, Nigel. I talk to Nigel still every day. And we're plotting the plan for the next four years for League Two. Isn't it fantastic to get to say that? Mm -hmm. And also, uh, you know, we're looking at how we can improve the club. Um, We had a meeting with the staff that started at uh, 8.30 a.m. on Monday morning, the Monday after. And so, um, you know, we're already looking to the future to see what we can do uh, to make Leighton Orient even a better club than it already is. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been working on that, and then I've got some other business interests that I'm also paying attention to here, you know, in
1: America. So you've been keeping it nice and busy. And how are you feeling uh, about the final and, and going to Wembley?
7: Well, I'm. I am. I, I, my. I'm. I'm excited. My wife is excited. My daughter, Emily's going to be there. My mom, my dad, my, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law's boyfriend. <laughs> um, I've got, you know, there's a group of seven that are all flying together on the plane. My mother, I'm sure, will have her late and scarf on. So if you see her, please say hello to her. She loves that. And uh, I've got friends that are coming over uh, for the final. Uh, they're very excited to be at Wembley. Um, I am amazed in one way, and kind of not surprised in another, that you know I, I, I made a statement, I won't go to Wembley for any event or any function until I go with Leighton Orient, so I'm glad we're getting that out of the way, you done it not in, to in you my know. relationship <laughs> with Leighton Orient Football Club, I do realize how, um, I don't mean to make light of it, I, I do realize how, Important. I don't know the right word here, but how important it is to people that they play at Wembley, that they are a fan of a club that's at Wembley, and you know, it being the you know the National Stadium and things like that. So I, I have a lot of respect for it, and I I, just, I think it's just going to be a fun. It's just going to be a phenomenal day out. It's just going to be fantastic. not sure about the weather. My wife's already letting me know about the weather, but I don't worry about weather. Um, I I just think it's going to be a great time, especially for our club. It's going to show the world in a certain sense uh, because we are going to be able to stream uh, it uh, live all over the world, unrestricted, I believe. And um, so we're going to get the chance to show the world, you know, what... um, it means to be at Wembley and what our, family, wow. what our fan base really looks like
1: podcast exclusive there for you absolutely fantastic yeah. that's yeah. great so yeah. when, when do you yeah. land when do you guys arrive
7: um, we get in at 8 o'clock on Friday morning okay. um, and then we uh, I mean basically for a couple of days you know my my mother-in-law and and that group, you know, my wife and them, they want to do some sightseeing, and so you might see us on a bus on uh, Saturday, you know, doing the bus tour thing, the normal, uh, you know, all those things that uh, that people do. They come to London just to be a tourist, so you know, we'll be tourists. I'll probably be dressed in red and things like that, but <laughs> you know, but they'll, you know, so we'll do that. We've got some dinners set up, and my mom has. Uh, become very good friends with some of our fans, so we're going to have dinner with some of them on Friday night, and, you know, it'll just be a great time to spend with my family uh, and some friends uh, between that, and then Sunday morning, uh, I'll go to work, if you want to call it that, Um, you know, and I'll probably be out and about around 8.30, and I'll probably wrap up around... I don't know, midnight 30 or something like that that day um, and just try to get to as many people as I can and say hello to as many people as I possibly can it's going,
0: awesome. to, be, it's going to be a great day hopefully Ken so to finish yeah. off because we won't keep you too much longer what your message for, the, for get... the O's fans going to Wembley on Sunday
7: uh, my message to the fans uh, <laughs> you know, for going to Wembley is really simple enjoy our success and really relish it and really pay attention to how great it feels to be a successful club and to be a success and enjoy those moments that are thrilling. Now, I'm sure that just like our season this year, we will go through periods during the game when it's not going our way, or we seem a little flat, or we're not doing as well as we possibly could, and in typical orient fashion, we may fall behind. Um, and you know, so I'm not I'm not saying it's only going to be great, but enjoy the thrill and and watching the unknown, you know, become known right before you. It is
1: that's the best part about professional sports, especially live sports. Yeah. Kent, thank you very much indeed for sparing us some time. In- enjoy the day yeah. yourself. It'll be your first oh, time there. We've not enjoyed success at Wembley uh, in the past, so hopefully we'll be able to, to right that wrong uh, yeah. and-, and deliver two trophies in one season, which, as Matt Porter said earlier, yeah. uh, very few and far between. Uh, is- or seldom is that done yeah. um, at-, at this level. Yeah. But um, enjoy the day yourself. I understand yeah. from the club's... Um, the club put out an announcement that you and Nigel are doing a meet and greet at the Box Park uh, at Wembley. So yep. uh, enjoy that and and uh, yeah, safe travels to you and your family, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with yep. you maybe at some point uh, on the day.
7: Sure, I look forward to seeing you guys. You know you guys know that I don't normally do predictions on games.
1: Go on then. Uh, sure.
7: But I am, but I am going to predict Wembley
1: for you. Go on then.
7: I, bl- I believe that it will be a nil nil tie at the end of all time, and then that way Dean Brill can, you know, claim the record for the most number of uh, clean sheets in a season. So I think that'll happen. And then my prediction is because I think this would be the best thing for us as a club to ever happen. We win
1: on penalties at Wembley. Ooh, oh, for the long game. That,
7: okay, <laughs> that's it. key. That's that's, that's my prediction. So <laughs> congr- congratulations, club. This is how I think about it. I think that would be a fantastic thing for this club to get over that statement that you just said is, you know, we, we, we haven't had much success at Wembley. So I think that would be a great way to do it. I know our fans hate it when I say stuff like this, but uh, it's, it is going to be a great day.
1: Fantastic, Kent. Thank you very much right. indeed. Thank you for your prediction. We will uh, make sure that we tweet the <laughs> heck out of that this week, and uh, <laughs> and we'll hold you to it. Uh, should that not come true, or if you've put the curse on the club, we will we will definitely be coming back for you. So, thanks very much. Uh, safe uh, safe uh, journey. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for everything you do for Orient and up the O's. Up the O's. Up Take the care, O's. my man. All Jeez, the best, Ken.
0: Cheers. Bye. So that was O's vice-chairman and principal investor, (laughs) Kent T. And Kent, it's always a pleasure. And I'm so happy to hear how happy Kent is because he sounded
1: on cloud nine. Genuinely, he did. Really cool. But there's not just our game happening at Wembley on Sunday. Uh, There is the small matter of the FA Vars game. And that is being played out by uh, a team called Cray Valley Paper Mill. And one of those players is is an XO. Uh, Some call him a legend. That (laughs) that is Super Kevin Lisby joining us on the podcast. Super super Kev, Super super Kev, Super Super Kev, Super Kev. Welcome back, Kev. How are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Good, good to have you. I don't appreciate the some would say, by the way. Oh okay. A legend. Okay. Uh, well, you, <laughs> well, you know the reception you got at the um, at the Star Man Awards. So I think that 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 says it all. So, your your season for Cray. I mean, congratulations to getting, yeah. uh, for getting to the to the Cup Final. How's the season been generally for Cray? Um. Well, it's been a, it's
6: been an excellent season. We've we won the league. Um. So that was our intention at the beginning of the season to win the league. Um. And obviously getting to the FA bars as well was a bonus, but. Um, yeah, we could have asked for anything more than the season we've had so far.
1: Amazing, absolutely. So yeah, so to literally, you're in a similar situation to us at Leighton Orient, where you've won the league and you've got the bonus of a of a no pressure tro- tro- trophy final. Was it an easy route to the final? I mean, there's never probably an easy route per se, but h- how was your route to the final then? Um,
6: no, it's, it is. I mean, it's not obviously not like obviously Orient get the final, but six hundred and teams that are competing in this competition up and down England. Um, so we've had to make some real long journeys to to get through. We played some really good teams in this competition. Two teams from our league, which were one of the two better teams in our league, so we we had to sort of cope with that as well. So yeah, it's been a it's been a, a tiring journey on top of obviously trying to win the league as well. So. A lot of Tuesday Saturday games. I didn't play much of the Tuesday ones, but um, <laughs> the, the the lads not really wanted to, to obviously to keep the pressure on the team that was top of the league and, and obviously get to the FA Bars final as well.
0: Now, how's the mood in your camp? Are you you boys confident for, for Sunday?
6: Yeah, we are. Up? We're a good we're a good team. We played some real good teams, and um, the, the quarterfinals was really tough. We went to, up to Exeter, and and we had to play against a team that obviously hasn't lost at home for two years. So we went up there and we won three one. Wow. Um, got two goals myself, so that's why I just thought I'd.
1: Very nice. Still yeah. got your touch then.
6: <laughs> just a bit, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, no game's easy. No game's easy, especially the final um, at Wembley. So it's about who sort of deals with the pressure better. Best so.
1: For those that might not know, Kev, what league were you, what league have you just won, and what league do you do you guys now go into? Please don't ask me questions like that. <laughs> Sorry to I ask just, a simple uh, question. Apologies. Yeah,
6: I just turn up and I do what
1: I'm told. Right. The club okay. To, to go and
0: score goals and um, help the team, and that's what I do. So that Sunday feels like a bit of a, a fairy tale, I guess, in terms of you know you get to play in a final with Cray Valley, and then after that you get late in Orient, I guess a club really, really close to your heart. Uh, yeah. So I get I guess be on cloud nine about that.
6: Yeah. I mean uh, the. Op- it was always an option, obviously, us both getting to the finals and, and winning the league. So um, every time we had our cup game, you had your cup game. And you know, always the first thing I'll do is to, to see how Owen got on and um, see if they qualified. And obviously to win the league um, and to, to obviously play at Wembley at the same time is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, it'll be a great day. I'll stay and watch the, the old games as well. So it'll be like a celebration because obviously the league was the... I'm sure that was a bread and butter, and, yeah. and we've done that. So we can go to, to Wembley now and
1: enjoy it, which I will do. And that's the same for us as well. There's a lot of synergy here. And I guess from your perspective, with your two very good friends, uh, of Joby McAnuff and Jay Simpson, playing in, in that yeah. game as well, it probably adds a little bit to it for you as well. Yeah, it's, it's a
6: brilliant. I spoke to Jobs and, and Jay already, um, and yeah, we um I mean, me and Jobs was joking about having two old men at Wembley on the same day. So um <laughs> yeah, we're we really okay. We've, we've both been in the game a real long time and obviously to play at Wembley in itself is an accomplishment, but yeah. obviously to win to win your leagues, um and and also playing at Wembley where I know there's it's not really a playoff on it, it's just a, a one off game to see who wins the cup, which is a would be a good occasion. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I mean I know you left under a bit of a clout well not under a clout but during tough times for the club and I know you've been back oh. in terms of watching the club and you've done play with a legend and you're always welcomed back at Orient but oh. does this feel like an opportunity to get a proper goodbye from the O's fans is that how you're seeing it or is it just another Um, to,
6: to be fair every time I see fans it's a goodbye I feel like um. I'll never leave that club, so I don't really need to say goodbye because I'm always there. <laughs> Probably getting on everyone's nerves now. <laughs> every time... I know I'm getting yours. yours. Um, every time um, I can watch them, I do. So it'll just be nice to see everyone. It'll be nice to everyone to see me play this role well. That does come down for the early one. Um, I think I've said enough goodbyes now. I think... Um, As I say, we had that Errol game last year. I think it was, it was the year before Errol's game.
4: Yeah.
6: Um, and all the fans stayed there after to, to clap me off again. So yeah, I think I've said my goodbyes, but it it would just be nice to see everyone. And as I said, it'll be, it'll be a final rather than a playoff and we can just enjoy the day.
0: So just in case anyone doesn't know, your match kicks off, is it midday or 12.15? 12, 12,
6: yeah, 12.15, 12, so I'm, I'm not expecting everyone to be down there for that time. But um, it'll be nice if a your if fans can come down. I wouldn't get too late because I might be off by the time they get there. So. <laughs> so your match kicks
0: off at 12. And what,
6: what colour? Do you, so in case people get there at half so one. I'll get there about one o'clock.
0: <laughs> in, case people get the there, play. <laughs> in case people get there and don't know what colour your boys are in, what colour kit should we be looking out for?
6: What do you mean you don't? Well, well, I'll be on the pitch, so just look out for me. All right, look out <laughs> for Super You Kev. don't know
1: the answer, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been the
6: answer. I was modelling the kit the other day, so yeah.
0: He's, he's, still, got got it. he's still got it. Just
6: look <laughs> out for number 10, Lisby.
0: Look out for number 10, Super Kev. <laughs> Kev, best of luck for Sunday, mate. We hope it's a double celebration. I would love to more on see you go and lift yeah. it, lift that FA fast. So, Super Kev, best luck for Sunday. Cheers, mate. You soon. Thank you, thank thank you, mate. Good luck, mate. Good luck, Kev. Cheers, mate. Bye thank bye. So that was super, Kevin Lisby. So if you are getting to
1: Wembley early, go into the vase, and have yeah, ab- a good absolutely. Time. It, it it makes it a very long day. Obviously, being uh, at Wembley for the twelve, you know, get there for twelve. Our game won't finish till six. So from that perspective, um, it, it does make it an obviously a very long day. Um, but from that perspective, if if people are able to um, to get down there and and, and support him. Uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. I don't think I can make that game, um, but hopefully uh, I'll catch up with him yeah. um, afterwards.
0: Okay, so to get your views on the FA Trophy Day, we asked you on our social media platforms to tell us how you were feeling about the upcoming FA Trophy match in five words. We had some phenomenal, phenomenal replies, and you replied as follows. Here are some of the best responses that we got. So that LK 52 tweeted us and said, be a great day, whatever. This was followed up by J M who said, we're going to absolutely pump them. Matty LFC Evans also tweeted us and said, "Fold to lose two finals, which is the one (laughs) that that I liked. Uh, George, Unscored LFC, said, not bothered, to be honest, which surprised me. You know, I'm bothered, but if we lose, it's not the end of the world. Correct. It's not like losing the finals. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I get get the sentiment that George has got there. Paul Gregory said, banish memories of Rotherham finally. Great. Yeah, could do.
0: It would banish memories. That record blew up. This is a big promotion party drink up, obviously Very good. family show, Paul family. Yeah, show. Bert underscore Daddy said hope the strike is cancelled. Yeah, so obviously that's in effect of the current tube strike that's planned, but no yeah. one really seems to know what's going so, on. TFL are tweeting saying there will be a service, um, so I guess we'll see what
1: happens. My mate, Cl- our mate Cliff, is basically uh, works for TFL, and he has basically said. Um, on a different note, you may have heard about the strike on the tube that weekend. This is by a limited number of engineers, and so far, the official line is it will not affect services. Amazing. Amazing. That is from a TFL employee. It will not affect services. I don't hold us to it. I don't want the abuse if it goes wrong. Well, yeah. But as it stands, as we record today, there is unlikely to be well, any problems it's going, always which subject, is great. It's always Otherwise, subject
0: to change, isn't it, with TFL, but you know, hopefully that puts a few uh, minds at ease. So up underscore the underscore O's says win a Wembley final, please. That would be great.
1: LDB King
0: says at James Alabi, which is all one word, very clever, scores on the pitch. Right, Alabi scores on the pitch. Yeah, can you imagine? (laughs) Gary underscore WR says the icing on the cake.
1: Marcus Maynard said, Cherry on the championship season. At and Force it's a phenomenal season whatever happens. True. A Lawless Town said, Macca scores on Sundays. Do, 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 do. Yeah, brilliant that one. Uh, I don't get what that was all about. Is he, do they try and meet up and know. he don't come because he don't come out on Sundays? No
0: I? idea. If any players are listening, because <coughs> some do, let us know what that's
1: all about. Jeff D Graves oh, says, Win, lose, we're still champions. Yeah, and um, LOFC1881 says, Time to say goodbye non-league Wilco 300 Co- very good hyphenated to do a count at Wilco 300
0: says very 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 confident yeah Frank Beavis said we're going to do the double Craig first and says thank goodness not playoffs <laughs> like Karen
1: it. Orient said "Widison to get the winner that's a long standing uh, thing because she's always thought Jay is going
0: to get the winner a pandemonium 1881 trying us to drop the F-bomb not going to happen let's win the something thing so we're unlucky there Matt
1: one day one day Late in SLO same person uh, Karen, you've got away with two tweets there league team wins non-league trophy and yes hyphenated does make it one word Big Ads 1881 puts the boot into Salford says another trophy Salford didn't win
0: yep uh, London Gary W says we can win this together he was followed by IHart Rushmore who says deserved day of mass celebration so I like that one uh, Daniel underscore D44 says bon Hattrick, 3-0 win Daniel we hope so That'd be ace. Yeah. Uh, Brian underscore Rigby one yep. nine four seven says, "Let's do the double now." Mandy Angel ten said, "Nervous, nervous, nervous,
1: nervous party." Very good. Amishimo says, "Fantastic end to fantastic season. Great tweet there." And SMF Gunners ten said, "Nervous, excited, sick, happy, overwhelmed." So those were all tweets
0: that came to or an outlook. But on Facebook, we put the word out as well. And
1: fit The Limburg said, "A wonderful day." For wonderful fans. Matt Bardell said, Excited to get a game at Wembley where... The, well, this is more than five words. How it did is. this make it in? Excited to get a game at Wembley where the result is pretty irrelevant in terms of the season. Will be a perfect send-off for us back into the Football League. Keith Ford says, gutted. I can't go. His son's
0: 21st. Can't go. Oh. Unlucky, Keith.
1: Joe Frank Anthony said, Coming from Qatar. Can't wait. Well done, Joe. Great effort. Peter yeah, Davey. Amazing.
0: This is perfect end
1: to the season. And the final word uh, of this goes to Brian Doe, who says, optimistic that I'll be there. He started chemo 11 days ago, just keeping everything crossed. That I'll see the O's, who I've supported for 50-odd years in their first cup final at Wembley. Seeing us win two will be an amazing boost in my personal battle. Best wishes to all for a fantastic Sunday. And we send you our best wishes in your... Uh, and hope that your chemo uh, works as well. Yeah, and, um, absolutely, Brian. So Brian's on Twitter as Pills of the
0: Doughman, Man, so we hope Brian, uh, and we wish him well for the future. So we'd delighted to say the last guest of the evening, a very, very good friend of the podcast, has been described as deferred on Looker, and I would probably agree with that. Ladies so and out- gentlemen. Out-looker. Here we go. Yep.
1: Late on assistant
0: manager, Ross Embleton.
1: <laughs> Ross, good, good evening. evening. Well, welcome back. Thanks for Thanks for joining us. I mean... Just hearing us read out um, um, that last message there uh, from Brian though about his chemo. I mean, he's going to try and make it there, which, which hopefully he will. I mean, that just tells you a lot about our fan base. And and, and we've just lost Ross, so we'll try and now get Ross back. Won't be mm-hmm. a second on that. So live podcasting. That is what. Could this happen. is how it have This is how it goes sometimes. So while
0: Paul is phoning Ross, let's do the prediction league update. So we've just one game left to predict. The scores currently on the prediction league is as follows. So, joint leader board on 39 points is at Leon Ariste and at Pills the Dome man. So, they are literally going to finish Amazing. first and second place. On 31 points, we have Ian Manet, Rene and John, and Matty, LofC Evans, tied. So, they'll be fighting out for Champions League places, followed by Mark Shepherd, underscore 79 on 29 points. So, thank you for all your predictions throughout the season. There's one game left to predict on, and that'll be the FA Trophy final, where Leon Ariste or Pills Domo can take the title, but we believe he's
1: back on the line. He is back with us now. Ross, welcome back.
0: I'm back. I wasn't doing anything to
1: avoid you, I promise <laughs> That's no worries at all. I was just saying, you know, we ended the final word on the um on the five words, um, summing it up from, from Brian Doe and, and his battle with chemo. I mean it just he's gonna try and make it there. I mean it just tells you a lot about the fan base and how they've been all this season, right?
4: Oh, unbelievably so! I think you know, huge importance. Yeah, thing that, that to to uh, to touch upon with that is that from everyone, from I suppose the the playing and, and staff side of the club, is that we wish him well in that bigger battle than anything that's got to do with late in um, You know, as important as we all feel, and as important as we all um, think this club is to us uh, all, people's health and, and and that ongoing battle. that. Right. So, uh, we wish him the best of luck with and, um, and hope that he comes out the other side of all of that but yeah I think you're right I think the, um, the impression this season's had on everyone has, has brought out a incredible uh, lift around the place you know things were positive going back nearly two years now when the club was taken over but the, um, that the way the feeling and the uh, relationship and the way that the, the crowds and the support has been both home and away this season has been uh, yeah indescribable you know, at times
1: yeah. so how how was it for you at the full time whistle uh, against Braintree how did you feel can you remember
4: yeah I don't think I'll ever forget it um, ridiculous variation of emotions really I don't really quite know exactly what I've done after the, the, the bit where, where, uh, when I grabbed the gaffer at the at the final whistle, there was, there was emotions here, there and everywhere, there was a stage where I didn't know if I was laughing, crying, running, walking, <laughs> brawling, who I was looking for or wasn't looking for, um, it was very, very difficult um, to, you know, I was, I was going through, but everybody was going through, there were so many different pictures I saw on people's faces, people I knew well, people i had never met before, but the, um, the, like I say, the, the jubilation and the uh, the enjoyment that it was given to people was something
0: I'll never forget. It was an amazing weekend as well, a couple out with the Starman Awards on the Sunday evening. It was a weekend
1: uh, that will not get memory. Yeah, it was a weekend to forget or remember, wasn't it?
4: It depends what <laughs> way you want to put it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got video footage, mate, so I'll never forget as long as I've got uh, access uh, to that. So, what have you been up to the past couple of weeks? Then, what's been going on for you? Um, we had a little bit of
4: um, of a bit of a breather and time to recover after the final game Um, so we had a few days off which was nice because it had been an incredibly tense period for us intensive period for us because um, if you take in the Easter weekend and the amount that we that we were in and working whether that was training, travelling playing um, and then obviously the build up to the final game of the season we'd spent a lot of time at at the club and, and, and preparing for all of that so we had a Bit of time by ourselves and a bit, bit, you know, chance to sort of reflect on it all and try and take it all in. As difficult as that was, um, and in the back end of that week, last week, if you like, we um, the boys had a sure everyone's aware, but the boys had a trip to uh, to Marbella to go away to celebrate, which um, was hugely deserved. And I know that there was um, a real good time had by all. Um, we didn't all go. myself and the gaffer never never made the journey. We made the never made the trip. We. we uh, first to spend a bit of time with our families so fortunate that we got to spend sort of two or three days with the family over the last weekend before we come back in and uh, firstly got ready to I suppose blow away a few cobwebs from that sort of eight-day period that we'd had, a, had to relax
0: and... Oh, I so think Ross
1: may uh, uh, you... Oh, you there, have you, Are you there? We lost yeah, you. Yeah, have you got me? Yeah, I've yeah, got, got me? you now um, sorry, yeah, so, we,
4: so we had the eight-day sort of rest and then it was about trying to prepare for the for the Villa game, which is obviously, a, you know, the bigger picture is he's trying to get ready for Wembley at the weekend.
0: So the Villa game, we were down Friday night, but a good game, good for fitness, lots of players getting run outs and you must have been happy with the result.
4: Yeah, of course, happy with the result. I think, um, you know, obviously f- thankful, firstly, to, to Dino for sending that, that group down. It's obviously the end of most people's seasons, probably the season, although team are still involved in the playoffs but it, we're you know, very grateful for the fact that we that Bino sent his, his under-23 team down to playoffs that was that was really important because obviously it's a tough period of the season that everybody's involved in in playoffs it's hard to actually find a uh, not only a fixture but a fixture that was going to be fairly competitive so um we're pleased with the performance obviously there was a real variation and some chopping and changing towards the end but I think on the whole it was a it was a fairly comfortable performance and a good game where no one picked up any injuries. But we had a uh, you know a good physical workout as well as a fairly good performance.
1: So what what's the plan then for this week? How how do you set up for for Wembley? Because obviously no one wants to get injured this week, do they?
4: No, of course not. I think the, I think first and foremost the uh, the week is a different one to any other week that we prepare for a game because it's a seven day week if you like in terms of we come in on Monday and then the game's not till Sunday so we've got to sort of try and strike a balance of working the lads in the manner that we've done all season I think a big thing for us has been the consistency in the way that we've trained and prepared for every game this season has always been you know very very similar we very rarely we changed or moved away from the plan um, so to be able to do that, but do it over a seven week, is quite tough because you don't want to overwork the players, but at the same time you don't want to undercook them. You want them to be, you know, coming into next Sunday's game fully prepared. So we've got sort of a four day period, which includes obviously includes today, uh, where we'll where we'll train, and then we'll give them a day's break on Friday. They'll have, they'll have the day to themselves, and then we'll train. Uh, Saturday morning or late morning sort of lunchtime and then and then travel on to the hotel um before we before we get up and with the excitement of Wembley on, on Sunday morning. I didn't think I'd ever hear myself say
0: that words. <laughs> there you go. So talking about Sunday then, so on a personal note for you, how how would it feel being part of the management team, taking a team to Wembley? Well this
4: is this is probably an answer I've given on a, a question questions to a couple of different people but Obviously, would be I'd be immensely proud and, and uh, you know and overwhelmed to have been having the opportunity to go to Wembley as a coach at any stage in my career, at any club. Um, you know, it would have been you know something that, that you always dream of. I'm sure it's all been the same for, for yourselves as well. You know, as young young lads that like football, the one place you, you all want to um, want to aspire to get to in some way, shape, or form. Be to go to Wembley so to do that you know, at any stage of my career would have, been, would, would have been or would be fantastic but to be able to say that the, hopefully the first and the first of a few is going to be uh, doing it this season first and foremost with the players and the staff that I've been involved with this year is, is, is going to be amazing but at the same time to do it at this football club is, um, is, is very very difficult to, uh, to describe really um, like i would never felt, quite felt it, it would happen to, to me, but, but it is now. And uh, I'm you know, immensely proud and, and I'm sure emotional and a lot of other sort of uh, feelings are going to come into play on Sunday when, when I open the eyes probably at about <laughs> half four
6: in the morning, like you do when you were six on Christmas Day. Um, but I think that uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like I said, last week was a bit unusual
4: building up to the Villa game because there was still that real and excitement off the back of the fact that we'd won the league, and everyone was, you know, enjoying enjoying that side of it. But now it's sort of now, now we we're getting serious and focused again. I think um, the closer it builds up, with the excitement will just uh, will just heighten the closer and closer that we get. But, but
0: like I say, to be, to be doing it at, at Leighton Orient is um, is an incredible feeling. So you can't wait. We can't wait as well. No. So to finish off then, what's your message for Orient fans for Sunday?
4: So the first one is, is enjoy it. I think we're in a incredibly good position as a club and, and as a group of fans and players and staff that we're travelling to Wembley um, and we can enjoy it. I think I think join everyone in saying that we're going there to win it and we want to do the double and it be an incredible thing. It's okay. made a major thing of, of, of pitch invasions this year, didn't we? To go back and do another one, correct another wrong. But winning at Wembley would be a, be another fantastic feat for the, for the club. I'll um, be going there to do it with an enjoyable feeling and sensation because we know we've won the league and we've achieved the thing that we all set out to do at the start of the season. So I think the biggest thing is going to be let's all enjoy it. Um, but it'd be fantastic to to know how many fans we've got going this weekend. I know I know a lot of them probably not not been to into an Orient game this season, but I think if we can build up any sort of atmosphere like we've had. In recent times, it will be um, certainly an incredible uh, memory for us for us all to leave with coming away from Wembley at the end of it. I went there this weekend to watch Fylde and, and Salford and, and the whole time that I was sitting there was, oh, this place is going to be different next weekend. So um, I think that's the big thing for us all, let's go and embrace it,
0: let's all enjoy it together and then let's come away as, as double winners. Amazing. What a way to end it. Yeah, we said, uh,
1: yeah. I, said, I said to Matt Porter earlier, we're going to need a new trophy cabinet. <coughs>
0: I know mean,
4: it's incredible, isn't it? It's yeah. been—I uh, think there's one or two players, and certainly like, being in the stadium today, we're training at the ground all week. When you when you see the different trophies and you know, like I say different individual awards, there's a few uh, trophy cabinets that are going to be uh, on sale over the next
1: few weeks I'm <laughs> sure. So. Amazing. Ross thank you mate thanks for coming on and thanks for giving us uh, all your great insight over the course of the season when you've been on uh, helping us uh, to add value to, to people that uh, that listen to us so thanks very much enjoy the day as much as you can uh, take it all in and take moments to uh, to, to enjoy it as well uh, and uh, yeah let, let's hope we win but uh, thank you very much indeed yeah. well done on a fantastic no worries season, chaps
4: Ross. keep up the good work and I will see you on Sunday yeah, see, see
1: you, see you Sunday, Sunday, Sunday mate thanks very much all the best Ross no bye Right. right,
0: so that was later on assistant manager and the third outlooker Mr Ross emerson Ross yeah. always <clears throat> appreciates so thank you for that so interviews are now done one special message coming up in a while but let's round up the rest of the podcast in so the prediction league update
1: is done so let's find out who won the fantasy football that is done for the league which it's is that, is only for Premier League Jeff. so for the final time of the 2018-19 season the Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy football league is as follows congratulations to Tolo Sangawa who wins our uh, the Outlook podcast league with 2336 points George Stone ended up second with 2324 points that's just 12 points behind Tolu Steve did very, very well, uh, ending up in 11th with I 2,000... take that all day long. 11th yeah. of
0: 195 players, yes please,
1: Bob. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, with 2,252 points, I did appallingly as I ended up in 69th with 2,046 points, and I'll be podding in my pants at some point. Probably... Post trophy for your house, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, thanks to everyone uh, for participating <laughs> in that this season. Dream Team is not finished yet, as the FA Cup and the Euro finals uh, are taken into account. Um, yeah. but as it stands, then. So, it's been neck and neck all season, pretty much between I Rock and and
0: Julian Lillington. And as it stands, I Rock is leading the Dream Team League. He has two thousand four hundred and thirty points. He's twenty three points ahead of Julian Lillington and 2,407 so all to play for that one I'm in 15th so I'll take that quite comfortably I don't think I'm going to get any higher than that Uh, and Paul is up to 24th Paul is about roughly 90 points behind me I don't think you're going to catch me but strange things have happened in football out of 112 players so that one is still going on and we'll bring you the final update on that one in our last podcast of the season so let's move on in to positives and negatives of the week, and I'll start with negatives because there are none. Nothing. So, Mister Lee, big fat zero, and take beat on the Villa. positives.
1: Yeah, we beat Villa's under twenty threes on Friday, and a good workout. Yeah, pre-Wembley.
0: I mean, I don't think that's to be underestimated. I think the players needed that, and it was a, quite a good workout. They gave us a decent game,
1: good to win, but good to see those players yeah, get absolutely get minutes. We're looking good for Wembley next week, uh, next Sunday. There's no fresh injuries, and Justin, as you heard in his. Post match with Dave said that hopefully, uh, Joe Widderson and uh, and Joby will be uh, yep. will be all fit and, and healthy for that. And obviously, all the players enjoyed their team bonding trip to Marbella last week. So yeah. I those... guess one thing
0: we were going to talk about just to oh. sorry to interrupt you there. We were going to talk about the starting lineup
1: against oh, did we miss AFC
0: Fylde. Yeah. So I ah go on. We were saying before we started yes. that we think ten out of the eleven starting spots probably pick themselves, but we can't work out. One spot. So let us know it out, then. what you think on Twitter. Absolutely. So Keith uh, Yeah, Justin will play a five-three-two more than likely. Yeah. So we both agree in goal will be Dean real aiming yeah. to keep his twenty-fifth clean sheet of the yeah. season and breaking a right record. I think the back five pretty much writes itself. So left back Joe Widowson, yeah I think he's fit. The three centre backs are Dan Happy, Josh Coulson, and Marvin Etta. Yeah. Right back Jamie Turley. Yeah. So uh, let's we'll come back to the midfield in a minute. Front two. Bon and Karoma. Bon and Coroma. So in the midfield is where we've been discussing. So we think that Joby if it goes straight in, yeah. as you would Craig expect. Clay. Craig Clay goes straight in. Yeah. And this is where we've been discussing. So we think the other central midfield position is up for grabs. So we think that it will be out of JMD, James Brophy, or Charlie Lee. So Charlie Lee played in the league game, at home FC fold, and we doubled up on Danny Rowe, and I must say that night Charlie Lee was outstanding. One of the mm. reasons why Danny Rowe had such a Quiet game. Quiet game. Charlie yeah. Lee was very good at that. It's On the shot. flip side, Brophy and JMD both give you a bit of attacking flair to get you up the pitch quicker. So, interesting dilemma now. I think... I don't know. I've got no idea. I think maybe... Charlie Lee. Should have Lee asked Ross. Should So let us know what you guys think about that one. Who starts the FA Trophy final? Or if you have an alternative player who you'd play someone else on the pitch, like a Ling at right back potentially, or if you'd have someone else on the bench, let us know your yeah. views on that one. But Sunday is coming, and we can't wait and to finish this glorious podcast. We got a message from our chairman, Nigel Travis. It's only a short and sweet, but here's what Nigel's got to say ahead of Sunday.
5: Nigel, uh, it's Wembley week. I just finished watching my son play in Pouring Rain here in Massachusetts. I hope the weather's going to be good next Sunday. And I'm hoping for Sunday night 25,000 Orient fans at Wembley to really make a lot of noise, have a lot of fun, and celebrate a great season. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be fantastic. And let's hope the O's win. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there at the O's. And thank you for all your support this year. Once again, you've been brilliant have a good
1: time. Thank you Nigel and thanks for very much indeed for sending us your messages throughout the season. Uh, we are genuinely appreciative of that and we wish you and your family a safe journey over and hopefully it will be another momentous point in the history of Leighton Orient Football Club uh, uh, Latin Orient Football Club under your ownership. So uh, thank you very much indeed and that is it uh, for this week. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 182. Everyone's attention is now focused on our trip to Wembley Stadium this coming Sunday, which should be a fantastic day out, especially with about 25,000 Orient tickets sold, which is just amazing. I'm pretty sure I said that we'd sell about 25,000, the same as what we did for the playoffs. Yeah, let's see how many
0: make the trip. So first, the preparations are in their final stages, and as fans, we can go, we can enjoy the day knowing that the hard work has been done, the National League has been won, the O's are promoted and are back in the Football League, and when or lose, we could be very proud of what our club has achieved this season. So we'll be back with a post-FA Trophy episode at some point next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. It definitely won't be next Sunday because we'll be partying, hopefully. It definitely won't be next Monday because it's the last ever Game of Thrones and my wife will absolutely kill me if we don't watch the next one. So it'll be... It'll be at some point. Post-Monday. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to work something out but it won't, yeah, you won't have it for your morning Monday morning commute. Absolutely not. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe give the podcast a review, come on iTunes people. Didn't get any last week on the back of 1881, that's That's outrageous. If you listen on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add this to your favourites, and that way you have all of the podcasts
1: available. As soon as we upload them. Yeah, we're also on Spotify, so listening to the podcast has got even easier on the world's greatest online streaming service. If you've got an older relative, loved one, someone who you think uh, would like what we've got to say, uh, who wants a bit of a roundup as to what's gone on at the club, we're coming in at just under an hour and a half now. We're not usually this long, but we think it's been worth it for the content that we've uh, we've had this week. And likewise, twenty five thousand Orient fans going, uh, twenty five thousand fans who're supporting Orient next week. There's got to be a few hundred there that could uh, that could download our podcast and, and be kept up to date. You know, you've got Matt Porter, director, um, uh, Ross Embleton, assistant manager. We've got um, Nigel Travis, owner and chairman. You, you know, we've got people on here that, you know, it'd be good for them to hear and, and, and know a little bit more about us. Absolutely. So like we said, at
0: the top of the podcast, past the pod. So like we said, families, in-laws, friends, relatives, workmates people who are going with who you don't even like, make sure you pass the pod on to them. And if they like the pod, and if they have a good time at Wembley, why not treat them to a £5 Orient Outlook Great shout. podcast Great mug. still shout. available, not many left. So get yours today. You can DM us or email us at Outlook.com for your one. All I have to say really is a massive thank you to all the people who have been on tonight's podcast. I've all mentioned them before but Nigel Travis for his message oh, from a yeah, rain in Boston. Yeah. Kent Teague phoning in all, well us phoning Kent all the way in Texas. Thank you Mr Teague for giving up your time there. Mr Embleton well, you know he's got a very special birthday tonight and he's given up 10 minutes of his evening thank you yeah, to happy birthday bear. to Nat happy birthday Natalie, to Mr Porter in the process of moving house still finds time to come on the podcast mm. Super Kevin Lisby who loves the podcast and always be on it anyway <laughs> and Danielle Griffiths thank you for making your Orient Outlook podcast debut and as always thank you to you for listening so that's it we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm let's throw it in there enjoy the day enjoy, enjoy the, the day Wembley.
1: absolutely have a great
0: week listen to your Orient Outlook podcast
1: and we're going to sign off with the recently passed uh, Doris Day's classic Kayser Asura up the O's see you at Wembley when I
2: was just a-